0: Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the uh, podcast today as we talk about unconditional love. You know, that's a rare topic to discuss, but it's a issue and it's a relationship problem that uh, prevails throughout one's relationship or marriage or family life. Unconditional love is, is an expectation that we have learned to acquire and to have and um, certainly as we move into the relationship of a marriage, we think of the marriage as being an example of unconditional love. Now, that's a term that we throw about. It's a term that we uh, sometimes just banter about on and don't really understand it, don't really feel the essence of what unconditional love really is and what it's all about. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, we all know that name. She's the lady that designed the grief syndrome and is well known to help us understand how to process grief. Well, she said this also regarding the uh, unconditional love. She said, it's giving with no expectations. Now that's a profound statement. It's a brief statement, profound. It's the idea that you give, you do something for somebody, you give something to someone with no expectation of having it returned or having something better or having something equal. There is no expectation that because you do something for someone, that that person will do something for you. Because you say something to someone, that they'll say something to you. That you express an emotion to somebody, but there's no expectation that they will express that same emotion back to you. That's unconditional love. Now, let me come back to that in just a minute. I want to talk a little bit further about that. But um, in marriage relationships, and I see it all the time in my counseling, The issue of unconditional love is just not understood, and it often does not prevail, particularly in marriages that are problematic. So we do need to understand it. So let me come back to it. On the other hand, there is what we call conditional behavior in a relationship. There are things that you need to do. There are things you need not do. There are conditions in behavior patterns within a relationship, such as a marriage relationship or a loving relationship that will eventually become a marriage relationship. You see, we do need to consider the impact we have on others, and we do need to consider how we are going to affect the lives of other people. That's con- that's conditional behavior. If you love someone, you give thought to how that how you impact that person's life. Yes, there is a conditional factor, but it's in the behavior that you engage in. Let me give you an example. The other day, I had an occasion in my office to talk to a young man who... Uh, has been in a relationship, in a new relationship now for, oh, six, eight, nine, ten months, something like that. And that relationship is warming up and it's becoming more solid and becoming more secure and becoming more mutual. And that relationship is something that seems to be a valued relationship. And to me, it sounds like they have a good thing going, you know, together. So in my session not too long ago with this gentleman, I... Uh, had occasion to have a question posed to me the question was something like this i have opportunity to do something that i've always wanted to do with a group of friends that uh, have invited me and i would like to do it what do you think about that well okay here's number 1 nice to be invited nice to be invited by friends nice to have opportunities to foster better relationships and stronger relationships with friends good to resume relationships with friends good to pick up old relationships and old activities with friends. That's all good. But now it's different. This person is in a relationship that's meaningful to him. So I asked the question, have you discussed this with your girlfriend? And he had not done so. Now that's interesting. Here's a major event he's considering participating in that certainly would have impact upon the relationship and the time they spend together, and how they spend time together, and perhaps how she would even interpret the activity. But he hadn't discussed it with her. So I merely just raise the question with him, that okay, now that you're in a relationship, not a marriage, but you're in a relationship that's serious, that you're looking forward to developing this relationship further over the coming weeks and months, wouldn't it be right for you to discuss this with her, and get her opinion, get her feelings about it? get her ideas about it, get her reaction to your participation in this invitation that you've now been given. Never thought about that idea before. He had never given thought to that option that he might discuss that with her to see how she would feel and give him maybe a sense of freedom of either making the decision to become involved in that activity or maybe not even to become involved in that activity. You see, that's conditional behavior, When you love someone, when you're in a relationship with somebody, there are now conditions. There are things you do. There are things you don't do. Because what you do and what you don't do will affect the relationship, will greatly affect the relationship. So you need to give thought now to what it is you do and how it's going to affect the other person. That's conditional behavior. Now, conditional love is a little different. That means that you are engaging in an activity on behalf of your loved person but you don't expect any return. You don't expect any conditional return whatsoever. Emily Dickerson, the poet, put it this way. If I can stop one heart from breaking, I shall not live. I shall not live in vain. If I can ease one life from aching, or cool one pain, or help one fainting robin onto his nest again, I shall not live in vain. Here Emily Dickerson captures the idea that you do things you help a person with a broken heart you help a person with an ache you help a person with a pain you help a person who's disjointed out of whack out of place and put them back in the right places you help them but with no expectation in return then you can say you shall have not lived in vain you see unconditional love is a very important part of our relationships and very important part of our future as we develop our relationships. Ashley uh, Montagu, a sociologist, wrote a book entitled The Direction of Human Development. And in that book, he talks about unconditional love. Love implies the the possession of a feeling of deep involvement in another. And to love means to communicate that feeling of involvement to that person. Ashley goes on to say this, love is unconditional makes no bargains and it trades with no one for anything. Love is supportive. Love is firm. Love is most needed by the human organism from the very moment of birth. Love is reciprocal in its effect and is as beneficial to the giver as it is to the recipient. Love is creative. Love enlarges our capacity of those who are loved. He goes on to say this, love is tender, love is joyful, love is fearful love enables the person to treat life as an art. Love is an attitude, a mind, and as a form of behavior is adaptable. The best and the most efficient of all adjustment processes in enabling the human being to adapt himself to his environment is that of unconditional love. The person and the species, love is the form of behavior having the highest survival value. So here, Ashley Montagu helps us when he said that you have an act of love as a strategy, an act of love as a strategy or as a means by which to take care of and to handle and to process and to relate to people who are difficult and who are giving you difficulty at this point in time in your life. Choose love. Love somebody as if you love them. It will allow you to relate to that person, resolve the difficulty, resolve the conflict, and then develop the relationship in a more genuine manner. So unconditional love is part of our deeper relationships. From the moment of birth, from the moment of conception, if you will, We want to relate to other people as valuing our efforts of love and benefiting from our efforts of love without expecting that they will return something to us of equal value or near equal value. We've got to get beyond this idea of conditional love. Make your behavior, what you do, conditional. Consider other people and how you affect them. Very definitely. But your love is free-flowing. Your love is for the benefit of others and not as a way to benefit yourself in the long run. No tit-for-tat. No give or take. If you love somebody, you love somebody. Love them unconditionally. Love them freely. Love them openly. Love them fully. Love them honestly. Love them publicly. You know what? You'll feel better. But don't do it for that reason. That will be a benefit for you. You know it too. Hey, thanks for joining me. And, um, Get on with your own love language. Get on with your own love relationship. Get on with the idea of being thoughtful and considerate of the people in your life that you love. Consider how you affect them. Do the things that will benefit them and you and the relationship. That's conditional. That's true. But love itself, the deeper form of love, is unconditional. You give. You do. You offer. You participate in the life of someone else. No expectation of something in return. Bye for now.